This summer, click into cordless power with Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. And keep your flower beds looking fresh with the 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Then clear leaves and debris with the 40-volt leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at the Home Depot and on homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. Apologies for the late release. We recorded, Max, I would say, can we say the best podcast we've ever done? And the audio was kind of choppy, so we decided to do another one. I mean, that's like the... What the Zabruder films or whatever, the, the Lily White sessions of our podcast and officially not, nobody will ever hear that. Yeah, to be legit, I think you need to have like a lost tape. So we have a lost tape. <laughs> so it gives us a little uh, a little street cred now. Uh, it, I, it was a pretty good podcast, but if you couldn't hear it, then it kind of sucks. It's one of the only rules about podcasting is it's helpful if people can hear it. Uh, not a great, you know, you don't want the video to be great. Um the jokes can be awesome. They could also kind of fall short. That's okay. But uh, audio quality is rough. So we're a few days removed from concession. You had a good week. Uh, just to remind people, T22nd for Mr. Max Homa. Uh, considering you were a bit beat, I'd say that was pretty impressive. I did want to ask you something you brought up on the podcast, and it was about your legs. Um, because you've been, you've been nonstop, dude. I, I got a text from a buddy of mine today, and he was like, man, Max is playing in every single event. Like, he's playing nonstop. And how many weeks in a row was that? Is this for you? This is my seventh. Yeah, Rory came up to, or not came up to me. I was passing by Rory today, and he was like, oh, I thought this would be an off week for you. And I was like, yeah, you would think. <laughs> this is seven. I have eight next week, and then I'm skipping Honda. So, um, yeah, just two more weeks. I feel a lot better this week than I did last week. Um, last week was a grind. It was a bit hotter. I didn't have, you know, Edward might uh PT is here and that kind of helped. And we've been trying to do everything we can to limit practice. Like we took off Monday and then I only practiced for probably two hours on Tuesday and then played a pro-am today. But I felt definitely felt more, uh, more energized today than I had uh, the prior maybe seven days. So it feels good. But I lost my legs like on nine on Sunday at concession. I fortunately got in the house pretty good and hit, hit some okay shots. But yeah, I like felt it. I made a swing on nine and then one on 10 where I, I just like couldn't not couldn't. I just wasn't really turning as much as I had been. And I felt like I was just 
throwing my hands at it. And that's not a golf course you want to feel exposed on. Um, but I, like I said, I got, I did a good job getting the ball in the hole. Didn't quite hit it great coming in, but, uh, yeah, it was a weird feeling. It was so hot last week too. Um, which was a welcome, welcome change. But, uh, at the same time when you're feeling kind of, uh, low energy, the heat doesn't help you. I know you're not really, you, you would, you would envy some heat right now, Shane, but, uh, at that time, wasn't the best, but uh, it's all good. We're back, uh, feel back to, you know, close to normal, just a little, a little fried, but nothing, nothing too bad. It's been, I think I did a thing on the web once where I played more than this. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I can't complain. My wife is here this week, which has been really nice. Um, yeah. And Shane, you got a house, you're, you're a home, a homeowner. So you, uh, you have like the biggest news going. Officially. I, um, we, we got the keys yesterday, so we got the keys on uh, Tuesday. I uh, went to New York City. It was our wedding anniversary, so our four-year wedding anniversary of ourselves was to go to New York and buy a house. Um, I told Cindy she was really setting pre- all us. Yeah, you're setting us all up for failure. <laughs> well, I told her she go. I go. You're not getting. You're not getting a present, and don't get me a present because we bought a house. And uh, and so I'm recording this. This again, you know you. Yeah, I, I laugh about this with you, and I want to get into obviously what happened with with you on on Twitter on Saturday or on Saturday evening into Sunday. But you know, you you, you think you you get the TV and you record this thing in this amazing sound booth. I'm sitting on my TV stand that I bought two months ago. That's literally the last thing left in our apartment. My dog keeps scratching at my leg because I think she's really confused at why there's nothing in here. Um, we move into the house, but. Yeah, like we record these things in the weirdest spots ever. I remember the time you recorded in a, you were literally in a closet um, a few weeks, I guess a couple of months back. And, uh, and you know, you, you think about the, the top, one of the top 40 best players in the world in terms of golf in UMAX. And one of the things that, that happened last week was people were like, wait, you, you can't get a shirt? You don't have shirts sent to you? And it's like, no, 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 Max Homa packs his bag, man. Like this, this is the life of a professional golfer is you pack your stuff when you leave uh, Phoenix on a, whatever Sunday night or Monday. And that's the golf gear you have that week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can obviously order some or get it changed. Um, but the logos are important. You can't, you know, breach your contract and just not wear them. Can't just wear a Nike shirt for a day. Uh, can't really wear a foot joy shirt without my logos on it for a day. Um, shout out to MasterCard and uh, bet MGM. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was just interesting. You know, obviously people don't, didn't didn't understand that um had i found out that everyone or not everyone but had i found out that that was the theme the red and black was the theme on sunday if i would have found that out like friday or even saturday morning i would have been able to make a phone call uh and, and see if foot joy could help me out and i did find out uh, actually early this week that uh the foot joy guy texted me and said hey you know we tried to get you a shirt just so you know but it just like there wasn't enough turnover turnaround time and i totally understood that i mean i found out Saturday afternoon when I got off the golf course, uh, we, which was, you know, far too late to ask anybody. I was surprised that they even had even tried to, to help out, um, which was cool of them, uh, just to know that they were looking out for my best interest. Um, but yeah, obviously I couldn't do it. I would have liked to do it. I, I referenced on Twitter that I, I wasn't going to be able to do it, but I was going to try to honor Tiger through actions and, and, and how he plays the game and try to play like he does. And that did not get, um, that did not get, that wasn't taken very well. That was almost like taking like a slap in the face, uh, which was interesting. And I, it's actually kind of even, even more interesting considering I'm at uh, Arnold Palmer's golf tournament at his course this week. Today, I had a really interesting and fun day. I mean, I had to do a lot of 
uh, social media stuff for, for MasterCard and for the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And the coolest part was at the end of the day, I got to go in uh, uh, Mr. Palmer's office and I got to sit in his chair and I got to look all around and talk to his daughter. And it was just very, very, very cool. And it got me kind of thinking about how do you honor someone like the king, like Arnold Palmer, who clearly has done, you know, I, I would ar- you know, argue the most you could do for this game. Um, Tiger's doing it as well. Um, but, but, you know, Arnold Palmer helped build the golf channel and, and he's, he's really, really done a lot. Um, so I was thinking about it and you, you, you know, even talking to the people in the office about how you have to really engage with people when you meet them. If someone sends you something and it's whether it's a gift or whether it's something to sign, if it meant that much to them that they sent it to you, then you hold on to it or you sign it and send it back. You do what you can. Uh, and that's how he, he would, he would live his life. So you want to honor him by doing that. He takes his hat off inside. You want to take your hat off when you go into the golf course at Bay Hill. Um, he is uh, genuine. You want to be genuine. That's how you honor him. So, uh, I think the Puma guys are doing something really cool this week. They're wearing shirts that have the Arnold Palmer, uh, drink on them. They're wearing the hats that are, um, you know, bright and, and fun. And, and I love all of that. That's a really cool way to, um, show your respect to, to Arnold Palmer and his legacy. But I, I will say that if you asked Arnold Palmer, if he were here, how, how, he, how he would want you to honor him, uh, the cl- clothes and everything would be great, but showing people that you care when right. they say hi to you, when they say you're a fan of yours, um, being very attentive to what they're talking about. So that, that's how he would, that that's the, he was obviously a tremendous golfer and that's the legacy he leaves, but he also leaves this, um, this other side to the personability of him. And uh, so it's just interesting getting that kind of perspective this week when last week on, on Saturday night and Sunday, like I was kind of uh, told I was supposed to, that I was told essentially that wearing red and black was the only way to honor Tiger Woods. And that that's odd to me. And, and I don't, I don't believe that to be true because first off, you can choose to honor someone, however you, you would like. Um, I, I, I wish I could have worn red and black. Uh, I, I couldn't, uh, had I thought of it earlier, had I known everyone was doing it earlier, I, I, I probably would have. The only reason I wouldn't is a big reason he wears it is, uh, that's Stanford colors and that's Cal where I went to college. That's their rival. And I think he'd laugh at me if I gave up all those, all my, you know, competitive nature and my principles just to appease another person I've been competing against for the past few years. So, you know, it's just interesting. It's obviously just Twitter. Um, It's just people thinking that there's one way and there's a ton of ways. Uh, So I don't know. This is what it is. Uh, All the, all this stuff. I mean, it's just, you kind of just let it um, roll off your shoulder at this point, but I I thought it was actually good just to see all the stuff with uh, Arnold Palmer and what he means to the game to remind me and to, I think hopefully to remind everybody that the important stuff isn't just what we wear, it's how we act and how we treat the fans of this game because we want it to grow and and that's the best way to make it grow. It's awesome that people wear red and black. It's awesome that they're uh, rocking Arnold Palmer shirts. I think it's so cool. It's so obviously like fun and enjoyable and a way you can kind of just see somebody on the range. It almost gives another player like a little, oh yeah, that's, you know, that, that's cool. It's a little spark. But at the same time, that's that's not all you can do. Uh, there's there's a ton extra. So um, not that the people that uh, were making fun of me on Twitter are going to listen to this because I imagine they are not uh, real big fans of me. But at the same time, uh, I just wanted to say a little of my piece because I just thought it was silly. I, I love Tiger Woods. I love everything he's done for the game. 
I was crying two weeks ago That's the about, point. about him. And, and now I'm being told that I have to wear red and black or I'm dishonoring uh, Tiger Woods. And it's just so funny because like I said, I think he'd laugh in my face if I were red and black just to appease him when I very much have not owned anything red since, I mean, even before high school. In high school, my rival was red and black. I don't do it. I don't wear it. We don't wear it at Cal. You get yelled at if you got a red shirt on. So it's like just ingrained in me. So it's interesting, but it's also, uh, I don't know, it's just a lesson to uh, another lesson, I guess, as you grow up that like, just don't, what people, what people say doesn't really have to have a bearing on you. It's like the, it's, it's like we're taught, you know, if it, those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. So um, it's just a, is a, is a friendly reminder to just try and be loose and not let, let, not let anybody really get to you. Again, I mean, I, I want to get into Twitter with you in a minute, just what our what our thoughts are on on the platform at this point. But what I, I again, I, I went to work Sunday morning. Somebody brought it up. I didn't even know what had happened, and and the fact that we even have to talk about this is crazy anyway. But literally seven days before and six days before Saturday, you, a guy that admitted, if I don't get emotional after my first win, I'm probably never going to get emotional, broke down in your interview with Amanda and you were talking about how important the tournament was, how important that moment had been for you, how much you'd wanted this your entire life, what it was like winning a tournament with Tigers and name name attached to it, what it was like getting a trophy from Tiger Woods. Like you mentioned this in your interviews. I watched your post round, you know, after the win at Riv, you talked a lot about Tiger there. If you listen to this podcast from last week, for goodness sakes, obviously you got into a lot of that as well. It's just so wild that, that where we sit now in society is everybody can blow up about something that A, isn't a thing, and B, is, is not even close to what the person's about or who they are, because you take it one way. And the way that everybody, and I say everybody, the way that people that were mad on Twitter took it is just, it's not even a, it's not even a, a, a logical situation, right? The logic behind it is, why don't you go, the logic basically was, well, why don't you go buy a red shirt? And you're like, well, I, I mean, I just can't do that. You know, I mean, it'd be like if you had a uniform you had to wear to work. You know, if, if you have to wear a uniform to work, if you work for Southwest Airlines and you have to wear your Southwest polo every day to work and somebody said, hey, we're going to do this thing on Sunday. And you're like, well, that, that's awesome, man. I'm, I'm super pumped you guys are going to do that. But I've got to wear my, my uniform. Like, I've got to wear this. Like, your outfit is and you look good in it and it's, it's sharp, <laughs> but you wear a uniform. You know, I mean, you do. I wear a uniform in my job. I wear what I have to wear on air that I, it's basically been approved that I can wear. Like I can't, I'm not going to go in one day and, and wear a tank top on the show. I'm just not allowed to do that. And, uh, and the fact that anybody got upset about it is just so asinine, which brings me to this question. Does Twitter stink? Like, do we need to keep doing this? I don't know. Cause there's so much good in it. I, I would say that at that, at that moment, my first thought was Twitter stinks. And okay. then as it went on, I had so many people like, supporting me and i thought that was good there was a lot of funny stuff that came out of it the best thing i heard this week uh, which was last week is from this whole thing as i was in the locker room on sunday morning at concession and uh one of the locker room uh, guys came up to me and said hey you know you got a package that just got here which was weird because it's you know it, it would have come like late or early sunday i guess and i was just thinking man like i only get stuff monday maybe through wednesday but typically just monday tuesday if i get anything at all and um I was like, man, like, are you sure? He said, yeah, it's for you to go down and get it. And like, uh, creeps, uh, JT, Justin Thomas creeps up behind me 
and whispers in my ear and he goes, I bet it's a red shirt. <laughs> and it made me laugh. So like you get funny stuff like that that comes in, but yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it, it has things that stink about it, but I don't think it stinks as a whole. Again, if I would have taken all the mean stuff or all the dumb stuff people were saying and telling me that if I really cared, I could have got the shirt from foot joy and I could have done it, which just isn't, it isn't true. They even said they tried to do it and I right. couldn't, had I thought of it earlier, I could have, but I didn't know that's what we were doing. So, so, so if, when I took all the dumb stuff, if I took that and took it in and got frustrated and, and annoyed and, and maybe like a little bit embarrassed by that and thought, man, what could I have done? Maybe I messed up. If I would have let all that get into my head, then yeah, I would let it stink. But I think there's so much good about it that if you can just laugh at it, then it, it doesn't stink. But it's like, it just depends the frame of mind you're in. Um, people say dumb stuff, but there's a mute button. We muted a ton of people. So uh, if you were one of those people, you know, you, you got You'll muted never know. and that's okay. You'll never know. So th that goes back to you too, You'll, or not you, sorry, the people on Twitter, like, you know, now they're not going to, you know, not that they're saying they, they like lost a privilege by any means, but if you wanted an interaction at some point with me, you're not going to get one, maybe in person if we ever meet. But that's just kind of the way Twitter goes is if, if you're and this is the beauty of it in a weird way. If you say things that people don't like, I don't have to read that anymore. And that there's a separation, whereas in person, if you were to say that, I would have to you know listen and I'm going to hear what you're going to say. So that's what I do like about Twitter. I've tried to utilize it more. I thought in, you know when I was a last year and two years ago that I wouldn't because I didn't want to give people like the power to uh, like make me upset. But now I'm realizing it's not making me upset. I'm just controlling what I see. So I definitely just think it's how you approach it. Um, I know you feel very similarly because you, you, I see a lot of people write some dumb stuff on yours, but it's just like, does that bother you or are you letting that bother you? And that's how I'm trying to look at it more like I'm letting it bother me at, at some point. So just get it, get it away. And then some of it just makes you laugh. Cause I mean, Somebody told me that Nike or Footjoy wouldn't care for a day if I wore Nike <laughs> because of how much Tiger's done for the game. And it's just like, that's just like not business at right. all. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's <laughs> even like I said, Tiger would laugh at Footjoy for letting them do that, either letting me do that. It would just be, it's, it's all the players that, that have come out to me or even just joked about it. They all said the same thing about how people just do not seem to get how this works. It is a business. It would be like working at, you know, apple forever and then one day just one day going over to like microsoft and helping them and then coming back just because of what microsoft has helped build for the yeah, whole like community bill it's gates like, day i gotta go help out you know like i mean that, it's that's not life that's not real life so um again also just to add to it i mean fortunately tiger woods is okay we don't you know it, it, i i feel like the tour would have put out a very big memo that we were going to do something enormous had it been any worse i'm so glad that it's not um i'm glad that nike and bridgestone two of tiger sponsors did something to pay some respects to show him we're thinking about him um and, and hopefully he'll be back you know I, I i'm not i'm not sure i don't think anybody is but if he's not um it was a good way uh for them to honor him but I, I imagine this won't be the last time people are going to be wearing red and black or doing something really cool to show Tiger thank you. Uh, I would love to be a part of the next one. Um, and again, every day of my life, basically, since I've watched the 97 Masters, I've been trying to be that dude on the golf course. And I'm going to continue doing that. And that's how I'm going to honor him. I'd love to, you know, I'd, I'd love to write a TW on my golf ball or, you know, maybe I consider wearing 
black pants or a red shirt or both, you know, like all that stuff is, is cool. But at that moment in time, I didn't have that option. And I was just going to continue being me on the golf course and who I am is, is a small mix of what he's been and what I've learned from him. And that's to me is the coolest way to honor somebody, honor a legacy. Um, that that's what it means. I have a tattoo on my wrist about a buddy of mine who passed away and I honor him not by the tattoo. I honor him by when I, every time I look at it, it reminds me to be tough and to be resilient and to be positive. And like, so those are the parts that matter. The, 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 the other stuff is, is very cool. That's the deep stuff uh, that matters is how you, how you act on all that. So I don't know, Twitter, Twitter uh, reminded me that people might need to take a little bit more of that in their life and, and not so much the, uh, I don't know, the, uh, the, the outfits or the, the, I don't know, the, that, exterior gestures maybe be well it's just so show some patience that that, that's that's where i i i have an i have an issue sometimes with like it it's never thought out with social media and again i mean we're diving into people that are commenting or being mean or whatever and it's a very very small percentage to your point about if twitter stinks or not and you're saying it doesn't i agree with you that it doesn't because there's so much fun that comes out of it and the days i have where i hate twitter i always will come back see something, maybe it's a tweet you sent out, or maybe it's no laying up, or it could be anybody, right? You know, anti-Faldo, whomever it is. And I will die laughing. I mean, even today, somebody posted a picture you had, you were on, uh, <laughs> I must've been Instagram. There's a picture you were doing some social media stuff and it was shot like the camera angle was below and your hat bill looked real long. And somebody sent you and me a tweet and it was that picture. And then the kid from the Sam lot. And I laughed for like five minutes. It was awesome. You know, and it's like, Little things like that, those are the moments that I crack up at, you know, and that's the stuff that is always hilarious. You know, people obviously having a lot of fun with me wearing that yellow sweater last week. Um, those things keep me around social media, right? Um, it's just the, it's, it's being mean for no reason. Like you can be mean for a reason. I don't really necessarily think it's a good policy. I don't necessarily think being mean in any capacity is a good thing for your soul. But there are times to be mean, I guess, or to be angry. Uh, I just, I don't ever think anybody thinks it out and they just react. And and those are the people I like to mute. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. I, I wanted to go through this with you. I know you're in Orlando this week. Lacey's there um, for the API presented by MasterCard, just a reminder. And uh, nice. I wanted to point you in the direction of some of the restaurants in Orlando that I've highlighted as some really good places to eat. Okay. These are kind of like, these made me think of Orlando. Okay. Are you cool with this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, um, and a lot of this information is off of Wikipedia, very reliable, obviously. So the first place uh, is TGI Fridays. Okay. And um, TGI Fridays. Are you sure you want to throw that one out first? What'd you say? Are you sure you want to throw that out first? That's a pretty, that's a pretty hot one right there. So, so TGI Fridays, this is from the Wikipedia menu. It says Fridays has a large menu with an emphasis on alcoholic beverages. So you'll be playing this week. I don't know if you necessarily want to dive into that, but did you know, Max Homa, that a man named Alan Stillman opened the first TGI Fridays in 1965 do you know what city? Can you take a wild guess? Not Orlando. Orlando? No, not Orlando. It, it's it's Scottsdale. It, it's, it's 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 very close to where I live now, and it's a place I had to visit yesterday in the process of the home buying. Um, I'm gonna say the biggest, the biggest, the most popular New York city. city. New York City. Nice job. That's where TJ Friday started. 1965. Um, he wanted to build a place where it was cocktail parties and guys beer drinking hangout bars was what he was looking for. So that's where TJ Friday started. Um, Were the women second, allowed? This sounds a little, little sexist. No, 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 no. It was, it was for everybody. Um, he said guys could have beers. You no, know, it's, it, it was, it, so, okay, here's what it says. At the time, Stillman's choice for socializing were non-public cocktail parties or guys beer drinking hangouts where women usually did not visit. He recalled that there were no public <laughs> okay. places for people between, say, 23 to 37 just made the cut, old to meet. He sought to recreate the comfortable cocktail party atmosphere in public, despite having no experience in the restaurant business. How about that? A pioneer. That's pretty impressive. Um, I'm proud of him. That's Alan. Uh, second place to give it a look. And again, you can write these down if you want. This is a place, uh, Applebee's. So um, did you know what Applebee's is considered? Do you know what the signature dish is at Applebee's? You know what the one that they really, really boast? Um, it's, it's just, it's gotta be their steaks. They're <laughs> it's, and juicy. It's always it's, cooked how you want them. <laughs> cheaper than shit. 
It's their riblets. It's their riblets. Oh, um, man, that was my second guess. I knew, I knew you were right there. Uh, Applebee's chain was founded by Bill and TJ Palmer in 1980. The vision that they wanted was to create a restaurant that had a neighborhood pub feel to it and could offer friendly service along with quality fare at a lower price than most of their competition. So what you were saying, a lower price steak, but you can still get a real ni- nice, juicy one. Uh, so that's the second place to check out in Orlando. And third, and my favorite, uh, it's called Chili's. So Chili's first location, a converted postal station in Greenville Avenue in Dallas, Texas, opened in 1975. So those are the three places in Orlando, I would say, to focus on if you're looking for restaurants. Yeah, I mean, I've already been to all three. I've been here three days. I've been to all three of them. I think I might go back to Chili's tonight. Okay, did you know, but did, are you glad you got a little information on all three? Does it make you feel better about it? Yeah, I, it makes me it makes me even more proud to be a supporter. Uh, and and it, it's, it's like when you, it's like when you watch, like for me, I watch the Lakers and I, it's nice to know a little history about right. my favorite team. So now I know a little history. I know now when I go into TGI Fridays that, Hey, thank you, Mr. Stillman. I can pay a little <laughs> respects. Um, so those are the three. Uh, and, and I got, uh, some disappointing news. I did look up, uh, no Sizzler. Sizzler, no Sizzlers, uh, Sizzler know, locations. They're all close in Orlando. So that's the no, bad I was excited. news. Um, Hey, w- hey, real quick, before we get to flights, because I know this is going to be a shorter episode because we're trying to pump this out. Max has to play professional golf tomorrow. Um, how is Bay Hill? Where are you, what do you feel like this week? Because you played like a maniac here last year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's very different than last year. The rough is up, and uh, the greens are super firm. It rained this morning, and it, it was already a little softer. The wind has been up, but it's not going to play like it did It did a year ago. Um It'll really be interesting because this is like from last week at concession to this week around the greens, especially, and and the way the course is laid out. This has a lot of rough, um, and obviously concession had the runoffs. So uh, I've you know I pine for more runoffs, less rough, especially around the greens, and this is kind of the opposite. There's a couple little collection areas. Uh, so it'll be kind of interesting to watch back-to-back weeks where it has a slight, you know, a completely different, um, has a similar look, but a very different, uh, the, 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 the style of play will be, will be significantly different around the greens. Um, so just curious, I mean, how people take, take it in after last week. Uh, but the course is great. It's in freaking awesome shape. It's like super lush. Uh, like I said, the rough is pretty gnarly. The bunkers are going to be a spot of, it's going to be an issue. There's a lot of sand in them. You're going to see a lot of plug balls. It's very hard to spin it. Um, and then every time I come to the 18th hole, I just do not understand how that back right pin Tigers made birdie that many times. It is the smallest <laughs> little section. It is insanely intimidating. Um, so hopefully, you know, I can do something like that this week. But uh, yeah, uh, it's a good. It's a place that I feel comfy. Like uh, it sets up you like my this game golf really course, well. right? I mean, yeah, you, it's, yeah, it fits your game. Yeah, you know, Joe was the one who called it last year on like Tuesday, Wednesday that. He wanted me to play, especially last year, because he thinks I'll play here every year. Um, and thanks to MasterCard, maybe I can. Uh, it just fits. It fits me. It's a. I feel like it's a definitely an iron player's golf course. You're going to scramble a bit, but I definitely think you know fairways and greens are really important, especially being in the right spots on the greens um, and controlling your ball in the wind, uh, which is something I've been doing quite well like as of late. Uh, so I enjoyed this place. It's got some pretty intimidating holes, but I feel like you always have a, a bail, a small bailout. Um, 
and yeah, the scores never seem to be crazy low here. So uh, it should be a, it should be a good week. Um, hopefully the weather stays uh, somewhat tame and, and they can firm it up maybe a little bit, but even if not, it's, it's a, the wind, the wind usually makes this place pretty tricky just because of all the water. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. So uh, getting into flights, uh, but before we do that, um, just updating you on where you are on your Aon Risk Reward Challenge uh, positions. I mean, making making moves, Max. You you jumped seven spots uh, last week. Um, the 12th hole at concession, you made three birdies, and then um, you made a bogey. That's okay. doesn't matter in the Aon Risk Reward Challenge. That was the world's worst bogey. Like, no one's hit a worse bunker shot than me <laughs> on my second bunker shot. Like, it, it was the most shocking thing I think I've done in a long time. I was, that was when I was, like, peak tired, and I hit a kind of mediocre tee shot in the right part of the bunker, and then we kind of played to leave it in the bunker because it was the easiest spot. And I had this really basic, like, I was like, oh, I think I might make this. 
and I hit it and it felt good. I didn't skull it, didn't anything. I just looked up and it's like 20 feet too far. And I was just like, <laughs> that is the worst golf shot anyone has ever hit. <laughs> so, so the begin in the Aon risk reward, you're, you're T 20th. And this week it's the 16th hole at Bay Hill. Now that's a par five. I know you've been out there for a few days, but it's a par five. And, uh, if again, I eagled it today, Shane, you eagled it today. Yeah, I had to test the water to see if I could make you a little eagle. So. You know, today doesn't count, though, for the Aon Risk Reward. You know that, right? I'm not one of those, let's save them. Just keep making them. <laughs> I'm not saving anything. Maybe it'll be in a tiebreaker. You don't know how the tiebreaker works. No one does. <laughs> I don't even think Mr. Aon knows how the tiebreaker works. Maybe it's, <laughs> yes. how was your practice pro-am on Wednesday? What was your pro-am on Wednesday's average score on the Aon hole? And I'll be leading because of my effort. So... <laughs> I had a good, I have an actual good idea. Do you want to hear it? It's debatable. Yeah, go ahead. I'll be, right. I'll be the judge of that. Okay. So um, you tweeted out uh, on, I think Friday, maybe this past week, you said is Cal a uh, golf powerhouse summer saying, <laughs> and uh, which was a great, ended up being a one is on Saturday. Cause I was really hoping Cal would help me out there. Yes. And he did. And then he, he responded, <laughs> retweeted it with a yes. And, and obviously you guys have gone back to back a huge moment for Cal golf. I mean, one of the bigger moments that I really can remember in my lifetime in golf. Here's my good idea. Why don't we have a two-player event on the PGA Tour where both players have to have gone to the same college university? You play two days. It could be silly season, you know, during the silly season in December, whatever. And you guys can play for colleges that are underfunded or college golf programs that are underfunded. Everybody can have a program that you donate money to if you win. Obviously, you guys get money as well from playing this. Or... Here's option B, or you play for Cal with the current Cal player in a two-day event, and you can raise money for whatever. Yeah, not bad. They uh, do something pretty cool at the Genesis, typically, uh, where they get, I think it's like 10 colleges get to bring a player, right. and they do a little like one day to get a sponsors into the event or something like that. And I think that's cool. I like your idea because my partner would be Colin and he's the fourth best player in the whole world. So works for me. You're uh, in on it, huh? Yeah, it's not a, it's, yeah, I, I mean, I'm in. If I can play with Colin, I'm in. Let me just say it. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put my hat in the ring. Colin, it's on you. Um, yeah, it's a good point. I guess I didn't even really think about that if you would, uh, if you would go with that. Um, my bad idea of the week, uh, I sent to you on Twitter on Sunday and I just wanted to see how it was going. I, I had an idea of you um, putting in one of your sponsors on every tweet you sent out throughout the week. But trying to be tricky about it uh how's it going um it's just not <laughs> okay okay perfect just just wanted to confirm so just i not. like some of the responses were very funny i will forget to do that at some point and then i'll you know then it, then it's also, i'm gonna run out of stuff <laughs> <laughs> you know what maybe that that says is maybe we need more sponsors like i mean you got plenty more room you got pants spawn maybe maybe on your thigh i mean you could start a new trend of places for sponsorships right uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's one very obvious spot in the lower of my back's been wide open. Um, that's that's a possibility. Still sitting there, guys. Max Still Hol there. Max Homa's popularity isn't going down. It's not going down right now. How much would a sponsorship cost you to get a tattoo of the sponsor? So it's a lifetime deal, obviously. Oh, it depends on the company. I mean, it'd be pretty low for Dude like wipes. A, I mean, you know, is that and that's lower and that's and that's my lower back. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lifetime, listen, Max, you're, you're getting more and more famous by the day. Um, I'm just riding the, the coattails here on the podcast. So my fame has to be going up. If fame is even a word you'd use, 
So, I mean, I think it's got to be seven figures, right? I mean, it's got to be, is it, I mean, do we need, are we going eight figures for lifetime dude wipes tat? I got, I got a question. Uh, this is my good idea that we could just ask him the questions about much tattoos across you. Um, <laughs> as someone, uh, me newly uh, into, or uh, newly, uh, I guess, my bank account has gone up. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't know how to say I like, that. By the way, I, like the, make I can hear like Lacey. I can hear yeah. Lacey laughing. I can yeah, hear Lacey laughing from that one. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, uh, a good bonus. It's good to hear Lacey laugh. Uh, someone who now has a pretty good amount of money, uh, how much would it cost me to get you to tattoo, get a grip on your face? Ooh. Actually, not your face. Like, I mean, I we'll can't do, do it on spot, my face. Lower back. <laughs> I mean, it, it's got to be a place that if I'm on television, people, I don't get fired. I don't want to get, a, I don't want to get fired. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah we won't do it on your face I, you know what i mean a get a grip tattoo first of all i like the idea that would mean that the podcast would have to at least go for a couple more years which would excite me i mean if you're talking like somewhere that you could see while i'm wearing a bathing suit i think you got to go 10 million <laughs> yeah i think that's fair. and i think if you cover it up with the lower bathing suit then maybe we could go like 2 million you know like if it was if like it was if, upper, if, if it was just the uh, just the abbreviation, I think you'd need ten million. <laughs> uh, that's not. It wouldn't be a fun thing to have. Hey, I had another bad idea from this week. Um, so you know the Cola Guard <laughs> uh, on the Champions Tour gives out that metal helmet to the winners. Yeah, yeah um, it, I think that the person that finished DFL has to wear the helmet in the opening round the next year for the whole round. <laughs> that's actually a phenomenal idea. I was like, Sharon had my favorite. Or maybe Neil had my favorite good slash bad idea uh, on the No Laying Up pod this week. They said last place at WGC should get no money. That's a great idea. I love it. I'm all in on that. I mean, suck. I mean, you would if you were playing like if you were playing bad and you were floating, you would play your tail off on Sunday, right? The issue is you wouldn't have a camera out on you that early on a Sunday to like get to watch somebody sweat out, Man, like put a PJ tour live, boom, boom, get grand. a feed, like yeah, make it could. a feed. I think it'd be the money great. feed. I, I mean, I mean I'm into so hey, good. You're on PJ tour live this week, right? Yeah. Playing with uh, Billy Horschel and Patrick Reed. Um, well, that'll be fun. I, 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 uh, I won't have internet in my new house until Saturday, so I won't be able to watch it, but can you just relay how it went? Like some of the great shots you hit and stuff. Yeah, I'll keep uh, I'll keep everyone posted on all the all the shots I hit. <laughs> uh, it should be good. Yeah, I think they're both playing really really well, so it should be a good a good uh, couple of days. Um, do you feel like more said, famous right now? Like, do you feel more famous than you did last year? Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a little weird. It's been it's been cool. Um, it's really cool how many get a grip stuff people say. It's fun having some people out here because they mentioned somebody just today i think a couple guys mentioned the podcast and we went to dinner last night and a few people mentioned something uh, one guy mentioned something about the podcast so it's cool man it's fun it's fun having uh having this and having some of the social media stuff to have some kind of banter um you know people even at concession on sunday were uh, a couple couple guys were like oh you know max i definitely think cal golf is a powerhouse <laughs> And it's like, it's such a dumb, random thing, but it's kind of funny because you have like this little, almost like an inside, I have like a million inside jokes with a bunch right. of people now and they bring them up and it, and it makes me laugh. I got a kid coming tomorrow who uh, is like, I'm fr- I found out that I'm, I end up following him. He told me it's actually his burner account. He's got a real account. 
He's coming out to watch tomorrow. I, we set it up like a month ago. He's basically like my uh, my bodyguard on Twitter. Anytime things start going down, he like steps in. Uh, so he's coming out tomorrow. So it's like little fun stuff like that. You know, I don't know all these people, but I feel like I know all of them. And I know not everybody knows me, but you feel like you know me. So I don't know if famous is the right word, but it's been cool. All the uh, extra um, interactions I've had. Uh, I don't know. It makes me feel it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like what we're trying to do here is is working a little bit. And it even brings me back a bit to what Arnold Palmer did in the sense that he wanted to attract himself in the game of golf to the most people possible. And, um, you know, I, I, I kind of feel like I'd like to do a similar thing. I just want people to enjoy golf. I actually did an interview today with somebody and asked me a very, very weird question. He said, you know, a lot of people are getting into golf, but they're not keeping score and they're playing music the whole time. Um, do you still think that that's golf? And I was like, um, I, I do feel like it's golf, you know, even if they're not keeping score, I, I, we just want people to keep playing golf and have fun. And he's like, yeah, but is it really a sport or a game if you're not keeping score? And, you know, I just kind of brought up, I think that you're, the, the point of growing the game and the point of uh, why people love golf isn't necessarily just to score. It's to go outside, play in a field. Uh, hack it around try to improve but also just try to enjoy themselves on their off days you know everybody works a lot it's nice to get out there with your pals and whether you just want to booze and and, and listen to music and, and hit a few drivers or if you want to compete doesn't matter golf is uh we're just trying to make sure people are still getting to play golf and enjoy golf so if our podcast and, and our social can be just a small small part of that i feel like that's really really cool because i i don't you know I don't think I'll ever have a legacy, anything half to a million, like Arnold Palmer, Tiger Woods, or Jack Nicholas. But if it could be a millionth or a little, just a little blip on the radar, I think that'd be pretty cool if, if we help some people get into golf or love golf more. So I just want to say you're getting, you're getting so good at this. It's almost frustrating at times and you don't even know we did this. So you just did an unknown segue. That, that's what you just accomplished. You didn't even know you were segueing to something, and you did it. We're going to be doing, I think next week. You're not playing next week. I think midweek next week. Yeah, I'm week. playing next week. Oh, you next are? Sorry, sorry. Not next week. presented Hon- by the PJ Tour. Perfect. Honda week. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, luckily, I don't have a job where I need to know which events are when. Um, Honda week, when you're not playing, I think we're going to do uh, answer beginning golfer questions. And so okay. if you want to get on that now or if you have a beginning golfer or somebody that just got into the game now, we have an email account, getagrippod at gmail.com. Just send in questions. We're going to do much like we did with the Junior Golf Podcast, uh, and that's going to be in a couple of weeks because this week we have an event presented by MasterCard, and next week we have the Players' Championship. <laughs> and, I'm gonna, I, and also, just so people know how, how horrible it is that I didn't remember next week's the Players, I'm literally going to Florida next week. That's yeah, part of I'm the Yeah, I'm going to see you next week, dummy. <laughs> hey, I forgot playing, about that. Are we playing the guys on Monday? Maybe bring your sticks just in case. Okay, I'm bringing up. I'm bringing the sticks. Uh, we might be taking on the no laying up guys. We're trying to get it figured out now. Uh, it's, dude. I'm. I don't know. I, listen, I have I have literally played two rounds of golf in three months. So you're either gonna get, just swing sweet swinging Shane, just making good moves, or you're gonna get dude that has absolutely no idea what it's what it's doing. So that those are the two. Those are basically the two roads. DJ and uh, Randy haven't like barely touched the golf club till like two days ago. So I'm not really, okay. I feel like your, your, your natural golf stuff is, will be, will click faster than theirs, I believe. 
Um, but I'm not worried about it. I'm just excited to see you guys. I haven't seen them in a while. I haven't seen you in a while. So it'll be fun. Um, and, and the players week is, I know it got cut short last year, but it'll be cool uh, to get to play a, a real players championship. Uh, shout out to Aaron Fleener, the defending champion, the 2020 players champion. First caddy to ever win it. Uh, I'm big hoping he'll let me be in his group. I was there. I, I was in his group when he did it. I'm hoping I'm in his group this year to watch him try to defend the title. Hey, let's let's do a let's do a let's do a grinder bet. Um, let let's think of something. Ooh, this is a good idea. Yeah, let's do this on social. Let's come up with something. He's staying with, with Blackburn, so he's going to be having a lot of sweat. Okay, well that's good. That's good. Let's let's think of something. Talk talk it out with him at some point oh, over the next few days. Oh, this is so good. And let's come up with something on social. We'll present it to the to the fans. I guess is the word followers. And let's come up with something with Griner, and, and we'll uh. We'll have it for next week. We'll do it on the we'll do it on the pod early next week when we do the podcast in person, and then the caddy day's Wednesday, right? Isn't that where they do that? Wednesday, yeah. So yeah, we'll do like a we'll do a over under on feet away. Perfect. And if he's inside it, he'll win some. If he's outside it, uh, he'll have to do some for us, or maybe we'll do some for for the uh, followers. If he hits in the water, he'll have to do some. And if he shanks it and misses the water completely, which he has. As good as Joe is, he has shanked it one time, but he hit it in the water. But if he misses it completely, I'm making him get a get a grip tattoo somewhere. What, what if what if a hey, what if we did if he what if he shanks it on land, he's got to swim to the green from the tee. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, that's, that's fair, right? Deal. Yeah, it's, I'm in. I'm in. It's as a lefty, he has a chance to get that left land. I, I, I've seen some, that grass left yeah, before. There's, um, some, there's some life over there. Getting ready to take on spring. Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. 
Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Hey, do you have any flights? Uh, I had a feel-good Friday. Uh, well, actually, I had a couple of feel-good Fridays. First was just a simple one. Getting to see some kids back at the golf course last week was awesome. Seeing them this week is cool. I mean, we miss fans a lot. I can't tell you guys how much we miss fans. But we miss it even more. We're getting the kids, you know, saying. It's always so funny because I, I don't know. It's, like, adorable. But when kids are like, oh, Mr. Homa, you know. Have a good day today. And, I'm, you know, it's just, it's, I don't know, it makes you feel really good when the kids are out. So that was one of them. And second, I saw a really cool Phil Mickelson story at the Champions Tour event. A woman, I didn't catch the beginning. I think it was on Golf Channel. It might have been on Golf yeah, Today. Yeah, we, we had and Yeah. Oh, so you can, you, you can say that one then because I, I caught half of it. It just was really touching. The woman was like breaking down. Oh. And it was uh, really cool to see how emotional she was and how she was trying to get it together. Uh, all in front of Phil Mickelson, who's about to, he's during like a round of professional golf. Yeah. So, so, uh, Colgard, you know, which had this, you know, does an amazing job, uh, with that event down in Tucson. Um, and again, I'm going to talk to Colgard about the helmet thing. Cause I think it's a decent idea, but yeah, they, they had, they had literal cancel survivors play, play and meet every player in the field, which is, uh, you know, again, I mean, this is a, a lifetime moment for certain people, for certain golf fans. And, uh, of course, Phil, who is amazing at that type of stuff, right? I mean, Phil's so good at making people feel like they've been best friends, you know? And, uh, and that, that's one of those moments that I, when you watch Phil, and, and I say this about Ricky as well, you know, Ricky gets, and I said this on the show today, we talked about Ricky Fowler today, you know, people love to rip on Ricky and his, and, and, you know, the way he's playing recently, but even like the wins, you know, Ricky's an ambassador for brands because Ricky's unbelievable in that position. He makes people feel like he's their best friend. He's extremely friendly. He actually enjoys doing the stuff. And as you know, Max, there's plenty of players when, you, when you're obligated to do things, you know, they kind of begrudgingly show up and have to do it. Ricky's engaged with everybody. But yeah, in Tucson last week, a lady named Stacy Hurt uh, joined, our, you know, was there and on the tee with Phil Mickelson. And she was a cancer survivor, stage four cancer and survived. And we were, we were on the show uh, the next day and she was just talking about the moment and how you know, she never thought she'd make it to this moment. She never thought she'd live to, to longer than the doctor said she would. And she, she beat cancer and, uh, and she was on the show. I mean, those are those moments for me. We're interviewing her and I'm trying not to break down, you know, like I, I know I've got to hold it together because the, you know, we we're, we're having a conversation and we're interviewing her, but it was, it was very, very emotional and very, very cool. And, uh, we had that on our golf today, uh, in, in, Twitter account. I think it's uh, at golf today, GC or at GC golf today, but uh, Stacy Hurt is her name, and yeah, it was a, it was a very very cool moment. Good call on bringing that up. 
Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, you led me to uh, – actually, I have a worse thing I heard slash saw that you just reminded me of that had to do with Mr. Fowler, who I love, and uh, another broadcaster who is not you, Shane. And that was the worst thing I heard uh, or saw, I guess. To is this the Fowler thing? Man, that is unprofessional. <laughs> so so now, now can I just tell you this? I, 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 I had a conversation. I texted with Nick, and he goes – Everybody on, he said, people on Twitter are taking it one way. And his approach to that was motivation. So, I mean, even if you hated the, the thing, it's like wow. he was trying to go about it in terms of a motivation thing um, for Ricky. But I also think, I think Nick Faldo's humor goes unnoticed at times. And I actually, I, I got a chance to play with him last year. He's pretty damn funny. And I think sometimes he, he says stuff like that. And people don't always pick up on him trying to like actually have a little bit of fun. But I mean, I totally listen. I'm, I'm not defending the, the statement of the tweeter. No, that, like that makes a lot more. That makes a lot more sense. I guess. I, ju- I just, uh, I just think that at times, you know, Nick's Nick's trying to make a joke or have fun or be light, and of course, everybody takes it a different way. Um, but yeah, I, I I saw the tweet. We have, we actually referenced it today on on the show. And again, this kind of goes back to my thing. You can be a professional athlete. And you don't have to win all the time to be successful. You don't have to be a top five guy every single week to be successful. What I look, when I look at Ricky Fowler, that guy is a huge success, not for the money he's made, not for the tournaments he's won, not for the close calls he's had. He's won because the guy is exactly what you'd hope to see in a pro. The dude is the pros, pros, pro. And I respect the hell out of Ricky, and I hate when people bag on him for the sponsorship stuff. Who turns down sponsor? Who turns down free money? It just makes no sense. Ricky and and your your point about the tweet is valid and and I guess it just more triggered the fact that I think Ricky is one of the best dudes as I've talked about on here before one of the best dudes on tour and he has done more than mostly anyone on tour minus a very small handful uh, handful of people have done to grow this game to bring attraction to this game to bring kids to this game you see kids every single week in so much Puma gear orange pink blue red i mean they just want to be like rick and he also has been working his tail off to get back to the high level golf that he has is accustomed to so it's frustrating to see someone who's done so much for the game of golf at such a young age put himself out there and get bagged on for doing commercials or uh doing these activations um it's more commendable to me that he does them than not and and you know we we again we're at arnold palmer's golf tournament that's what he was known for and we honor him now for that and and i wish rick got a little bit more credit for how much he's done for the game at such a young age and well all the while he's you know i know he's been struggling but he's working his tail off to get back to that to, to some great golf and i'm hoping he does soon um but even if he never made another birdie again he's done so much for the game of golf and it's something we should all really appreciate about him um, and I just wish it got a little bit more credit. I have one more flight, Shane. Do you have any more flights? No, you're, you're rolling. Let's hear it. I have a best shot. I saw someone hit. It was on 18, uh, the 72nd hole at uh, concession. Minwoo Lee, who's an awesome young player uh, from Australia. He uh, plays on the European tour. He's super, super young. I think Jason Day, I guess I have two things. Jason uh, and I were chipping around before the final round. Jason's the group behind us, and he's obviously an Aussie. And he said, are you playing with Minwoo today? And I said, yeah, he goes, oh, he's a really, really good player. He, and I was like, yeah, no, I've been like following his career, which is weird because he's very young. He's a like, yeah, he's a stud. So Min walks up onto the green and he's talking about something about his age. And 
or no, no, Jason goes, what year were you born? Because we had just been talking about him. He goes, 1998. And I'm like, holy hell, like, that's just like a, <laughs> uh, that you're just like a, you know, little kid. And then, uh, and then Jason was telling some story and he asked him if he had ever heard of this guy, Webster something. And Min goes, or he goes, well, I've heard of Webster's, uh, Webster's dictionary uh, online. And I was like, man, like that's a real dictionary, like a book. Like that's how young you are. It's like you've all, you've probably never used a dictionary. You just typed it into Google and asked what a word meant or how to spell it. So that was very frustrating. But back to the best shot I saw. On 18, it's at long left or long middle, and it's like the worst place ever. We had no idea how bad it was. And he's got this like either chip or putt. It's way downhill, whatever. It's impossible to describe how hard the shot was, but it was like 50 footer and he hits his putt and it's dripping down the hill and it just, it rolls right in the middle and it was awesome. He's in all red and black and um, he was trying to shove it in my face and uh, he kind of <laughs> had been walking it, walking onto the green, trying to like, you know, he kind of did like a little tiger fist pump, like a little running uppercutting fist pump. And it was awesome. I dapped him up. I was like, that was freaking cool. And right when I dapped him up, he, he laughed. He goes, I don't know why I'm doing all this. I just got 30th. <laughs> And I laughed. I said, no, because it was sick. And then me and Joe were like, it was so cool to see someone in red and black do something like that on the 72nd hole. It was, I know it didn't probably get on TV or didn't get much credit on TV, but it was, it felt, it felt real and it felt exciting. And he was almost like embarrassed a little bit, but I told him, you know, I loved it because I'd never been, obviously been on a green when Tiger's done something like that on a day like that, where everybody was wearing red and black and he drops a 50 footer, even if it was just to get the 30th place. Uh, it was cool, man. I don't know. It, we had all the all the vibes back. We had a couple of fans, you know, back now too. So it's kind of loud, and uh, that was that was easily the best thing I saw last week. That was great. I, I liked it. I, I like the whole the whole uh, the the joke in the internet, and then going into the shot. Um, before we go, and I, I forgot to bring this up before we got the flight. So apologies. Um, the Johnny Manziel thing. So uh, we talked oh, yeah. about it today on golf today. Um, I you you probably know where I went with that. Um, being a being a a former and a failed mini tour player understanding um, what life is like when you're trying to play professionally against guys that are way better than you and have a lot more experience, but you, you've actually hit, hit range balls with Johnny Manziel. Is that right? Yeah. I know Johnny a little bit. Uh, I got to be friends with him the last, you know, handful of months. How's the game? Um, it's good. He smokes it. Like, okay. He does smash it. He's very athletic. He's, he's like, he's not, super tall but he's like the biggest however tall he is he's like the biggest at that size you could be golf wise and he's okay. got big hands he's long like he's got like he's got the the frame to smoke a golf ball and he's a good player i mean i know he plays with a lot of the guys back home um and he's good now of course being on the pj tour is a whole other world but my take on this whole thing is first and foremost why 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 try to dunk on him or make fun of him for, for this? He's going to try. Why is that? that I don't get why that's something that's not a fun. Right, that, and that was my point. Expedition, is, yeah. Is, is like, is like my, my point is, and I said this on the show, I, I hope he does it. I, I want him yeah, to do it. Hell yeah, Just know sick. that this is, again, there's something about golf. And, and I don't know if it's because all the athletes play golf or it's not. It doesn't look physically demanding or whatever the reason may be with golf. But I mean, this isn't the first time we've seen this. It's been going on for a hundred years, right? I mean, athletes trying to dip their toe in, in the world of professional golf. But, you know, it's just like you, like Max, like you, you've been, you've talked about it on this podcast a million times. 
since you were in high school, you've been preparing for moments like Riviera Sunday, you know, like preparing, not, not hoping, not dreaming, not wishing, literally prepping yourself for moments like that. Johnny Manziel is a guy that was doing the same exact thing in football. I just, I, I love the idea of people thinking they can make it. It's just the reality of going out there. Like I did it a long time ago. I mean, it was shit. It was like 10, 12, 13, 14 years ago that I tried to play gateway tour stuff. And it's just, it's a, I mean, it's a different skill to be a professional versus a a guy that thinks he can play professional, you know? Yeah. I I mean, I'm just going to show, I'm just going to show like, or explain where I think he has an advantage. I'm I'm not going to say he will or won't, because I don't know what the point of that is. It's, it's kind of easy. It's easy to say, or it's impossible to to prove either. So I I'm gonna enjoy watching for sure. I'll give him this. He he has the sicko mental wherewithal and toughness that it takes to be a professional at at a sport, which is one big jump on a lot of people. Because I will say that a great point. There are probably a ton of people we have all played with that are really good, and when the lights come on, they just don't have it. Right. And I don't know how to explain that. I don't even know if it's tangible. They just don't have it. And then there's guys out here that clearly do. You'll even play with them at home and you'll be like, oh man, he doesn't seem to be playing that well. And they'll show up at the tournament and they'll kick, kick, uh, kick everybody's butt. Uh, Johnny has that. As much as people seem to bag on his work ethic, he made it to the NFL. He obviously has a better work ethic than you think he has. For sure. All this stuff is conjecture and written down. So that's another humongous thing. We've talked about it on here that everyone says, oh, if I just had more time or if I just would have worked harder at right. it, and that's an enormous part of it. And I think that he's already proven that he has that. He has that sicko, again, like mental ability to focus on one thing really, really hard because he did that in football, obviously. Um, and he's got the money and he's got, and he has the time. So it, I think this is going to be a fun journey. I, th- I think people should be more intrigued by this than they are uh, kind of, I mean, Romo's kind of been doing it, but he has another job. Uh, and he's, you know, and he's old like, and he's older. And he's I mean, older. you know, like, so like Manziel's I, I 28, right? I think it would be hard to say anybody, even if you took one of the better high school golfers in the country and said, you're going to be on the PJ tour. Like, I think there, there's a guy that I played high school, uh, high school golf and then college golf against who's still not out here. And I think he's been playing well, but like he's still not out here. And we would have bet our lives. He would have had 10 wins by now. For sure. He was so good. So it's impossible to say anybody will which means it should also be pretty tough to say anybody won't. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. I think that he's going to give it a go. Uh, and whether it does or does not work, well, I don't know. It'll be a fun, a fun excursion, I think, for everybody. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just hard to make the PJ Tour regardless. Shoot, it's hard to make the PJ Tour when you've had your card and then lost it and get back out. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's hard, hard to, to make hard. Corn Ferry Tour, you know? Yes. Like, I mean, it's, it's hard to make any of the tours. Um, Curtis, I, I talked to Curtis Strange this morning because Curtis, uh, I, I brought this up with him when I was working with him about how many people I meet in Arizona that are like their mid forties and they are <laughs> talking about how they're going to make champs tour, you know? Yeah. And Curtis always, always said to me, he goes, you know, I, I, be, I beat him when I was an amateur. I beat him in college. I, I beat, I'm going to beat you as a 50 year old, you know, like, I mean, this is what I yeah. do. Um, Curtis told me a great story and, and I didn't get to share it on the show today. So I'll, I'll tell you, cause you'll appreciate this. Uh, he said the first time Michael Jordan played in the Tahoe event, the charity or the celebrity event or whatever, uh, this was years and years and years ago. And Curtis said, you know, he was a Nike guy. So he got a chance. He would talk to MJ and stuff. And uh, when, when they ended, he asked MJ, he was like, hey, how'd it go? And I guess Michael was like, dude, I am exhausted. I was exhausted after every round. And he said, yeah, you got to knock those two footers in, you know, I mean, those aren't yeah. games. You got to stress over them. And I, and I thought about you when, when Curtis was telling me this story, you probably don't remember this, but 
last year around this time when we were playing at Papago every Monday in that money game, as we got closer and closer to golf restarting, I remember in particular one round, we were going to kick back like a, a gimme to you. And you were like, no, 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 let me hit him. I, I, haven't, I haven't hit a yeah, foot and a half in for a while. six weeks. And I, I wanted to get the feeling of it again because you were about to have to do that on the PGA Tour. So it's, it's just interesting. Listen, if he goes out there and does it, I'll be very, very excited to see it. History tells us otherwise in terms of the pro athletes that think they can make it out there. But, you know, I mean, obviously we know history is made to be broken. I'll be, uh, I just know that, you know, as you know, that there are, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of people that, that try to give it a go or have given it a go and that are, are freaking awesome golfers that it just never, the stars never lined up for them, you know? And, and so it's, it's a lot harder to play professional golf than you think. I'll say that. For sure. And I think that, I think that's the general point. So when, well, I guess I'm more leaning on when people like laugh and make fun and say, why, how could you ever do that? It's like, well, then, then are you the same person that's doing that to like the high school kid that wants to do it? Right. It's hard for both. Um, he has, like I said, two elements that are the intangibles that are very, very important. Like it's kind of almost the most, not the most important, but up there with the most important, which is a work ethic and that mindset. Like that's hard. That's just not stuff everybody has um and so i would say that i just don't like i don't know it, it's literally one of the hardest things to do like it would be the heart one of the hardest things to do to be a broadcaster in in sports or to be a uh, professional football player like it's they're all hard if you're especially when you get you're a little bit behind but he has some time and i would i just am curious to watch i you know he's a pretty good golfer man um be it'll, see, be, yeah. it'll be i'll be curious i mean it's like when steph curry says you know if he didn't play basketball, he would have tried to play golf. And I mean, like, that's a legitimate, we've seen him play. It's a legitimate thing. He's not good enough now, but man, maybe if you have a little more time, he could be pretty good. We just don't know. It, it's so easy now to pick on it and say, Oh, you couldn't do it. You're not good enough. Did you see that drive? It's like, yeah, but like, I haven't really focused on it before. And the cool part about golf. And I think the reason so many athletes didn't get attracted to it and want to try to play pro is because they actually can keep doing this for years now. Whereas in most sports, if you're, if you're not in the league or in the MLB or whatever, by the time you're 25, you're just old news. So in golf, you can kind of keep giving it a shot and even into the champions tour once you're 50 years old. So that'll be fun. It was cool news. I mean, at the very least it's content for golf. Um, and he, he really does love it. He's been playing like six days a week for the last, I don't know, since he moved to Arizona. So he, he loves golf and it's, it's good that he has some, you know, that, that gives him that passion, which is, you know, I feel like anybody would be envious of that. My, uh, the one, I mean, I, the day I decided to give pro golf a run, I had a really good day playing it at true North, uh, out in Scottsdale. And I talked to my girlfriend at the time uh, about it that evening. And then it kind of started and I talked to my dad and then I talked to some friends and I remember her dad called me and said, and he was like super successful and was in, you know, life was made and everything like that. And he goes, Hey man, if you don't do it now, you know, you might always live here and, and look back. Right. Yeah, exactly. and same thing with Manziel is like you're 28, you know, you'll snap your fingers and be 32, 34, 36. It's like, if to your point too, and I think it's such a good point, And I hadn't even thought about that. He's got the time and the money. And those are two very, very important things to try to do yeah. golf. Right. He ain't going to be scared either. He's got the, you know, I mean, like most of us are doing this just to like rub two quarters together. <laughs> He's got a lot of quarters. Yeah, he's got a he's got a few. You got a lot of quarters too. Uh, hey, uh, have a great week. Uh, just last question for you: If you're going to go to like a, a Applebee's or Chili's and you're going to use a credit card to pay for your meal, do you have any credit card in particular you think you'd be using? Yeah, I mean, even if like 
for instance, at Applebee's, even if the meal was priceless, I think I'd still try and pay with the MasterCard. Okay, perfect, perfect. That's what you'd use? Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, that's the episode. That, that's uh, that's Max Homa. Uh, good luck tomorrow. This, we rarely do these on Wednesdays, by the way. Uh, thanks for jumping on. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, the, the Players' Championship next week. I'll try not to forget what we're doing this yeah, podcast. We're doing this podcast in person next week. It's going to be crazy. Uh, everybody have a great week. Enjoy the uh, the tournament. We'll be back next week. See you next week, Shane. Wash your hands, please, because I'm going to see you in person. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l e e s a dot com slash iHeart.